opening run, and the Bears lead 71 to 68, prompting an Alabama timeout. You're listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Seconds left. Barber plays it in and throws it away. That'll do it. From 18 points down, the Bears have come back and beat Alabama 78 to 74. The Bears are moving on. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. I like cut courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield from Saturday. What a game, what a comeback, what a win for Nikki Collin and Baylor women. Derek uh, Smith with the call along with Sophia Young-Malcolm on uh, Saturday back at it tonight versus UConn. And we welcome in Derek Smith from Stores, Connecticut. Derek, uh, have you come down to earth yet after that big come-from-behind win on Saturday? Hey, John. Hey, thanks for having me on. And uh, I, I would say the answer is yes, although it took a little bit. I was pretty wound up on, on Saturday night and, and, and tried to apply that to getting ready for UConn. But I, I'll say I guess the only reason you come down from it is because you realize there's another game right around the corner. And it's against a pretty good opponent tonight in the UConn Huskies. But that was really a game for the ages. And you look at being down 22-4 to four like that for them to come back like they did. And to do it repeatedly, too. You know, they were down 18 in the first, eight early in the fourth quarter, and three in the final minute. And they just kept coming. They're going to need to bring that kind of uh, attitude again tonight. Pretty amazing. Uh, what about the team? What I know Coach uh, Colin and the players were asked the question a couple of times. You know, do you build off that? that? Do you ride that wave? Or do you put that game behind you and just completely focus on this game tonight against UConn? What are your thoughts there? It seems like they have gone about uh, preparing for this game just like you would expect they would as far as it being a big game against a great opponent, a, uh, you know, obviously season on the line this time of year. But I think they've done a lot to maintain that routine. They're obviously excited about the way the game finished, and I think you could look at those last three quarters and you feel some momentum coming out of that. By the same token, they know that, they can't get off to a bad start against UConn more than likely and expect to win. You know, UConn, you know, it's hard enough to come back from a 22-4 to deficit against a very good team like Alabama. Against a potentially great team like UConn, that might be too deep a hole. It's going to be a sellout crowd tonight, so you're going to have – it's not a neutral site game like it was Saturday. So I think that's really one of their big takeaways. They know they need to play uh, as well as they did for the last three quarters for 40 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to get in that kind of hole, anything close to it against UConn. How about Jamie Asbury and her day on Saturday? Man, that was fantastic. I was really happy for her personally, as you're talking about a player who is, you know, along with Caitlin Bickle, you know, they're the ones who are are, are playing for their careers right now as as fifth-year players. And for her to have that kind of game on that kind of stage and to have the confidence to shoot, I think there's been some times that, that – well, I know, just think, I know there's been some times Coach Nicky has really tried to let her know how much faith that Coach Nicky has in her as a shooter, and she won her when she's open to take good shots. And I think more than any other time in her Baylor career anyway, she did that on Saturday, and obviously she, she hit most of them, 7 of 13 from downtown. And 
you know, you look at that. Baylor doesn't come back in that game if she doesn't get on a hot streak in the second quarter and, you know, turn what was an 18-point deficit into something that by halftime felt a little more a little more manageable. And, you know, they may need that again from her, her this evening against UConn. Yeah. And, and what's going on with Sarah Andrews, probably one of the smallest players on the court, no matter who you face, but her and her blocked shots, where's that yeah. coming from? You know, I Coach Nikki referenced uh, in the press conference, she said Sarah has realized she can do that. And it may be as simple as that. All of a sudden, you know, when you're an athlete and you get another weapon in the arsenal, you're eager to try it out. And she's had plenty of opportunities. I think we've been seeing this. I think the first time I remember it was in the Kansas game way back in January where she blocked Kiana Jackson, who's 6'6". And you'd see it a couple of times, but it's really exploded in these last two games, including on a break Saturday, what looked like a potential breakaway layup for Alabama. All Sarah was doing was playing for the block. And she stopped, she planted, she bent her knees and just exploded and blocked the shot. And I think she's realized that if she times it right, her leaping ability can uh, help her erase shots from much taller players. Wow, that's that's impressive to see. Very athletic moves if you can do that at her size. All right, uh, what about tonight against UConn? Derek uh, or Aaron and I were talking about this earlier. Uh, is there a real sense of injustice among the UConn uh, team and program that they're not a number one seed, or is that something that's contrived by Geno to just kind of get the team fired up? You know, it's funny, John, that you say that because there there are two narratives to this season for for UConn. One is what you just said that they deserve to be another. They deserve to be a one seed. The the other is that look at all the adversity we've had to come through this year, and of course that adversity led to a season that still would be one of the better seasons for most programs. And and in fairness. They have dealt with quite a bit of adversity. You know, they lost Paige Beckers, the uh, National yeah. Player of the Year before the season. Aji um, Fudd, uh, Fudd uh, one of their top players, a guard who Baylor's going to have to really watch tonight, missed 22 games. Um, you know, sadly, Gino, Gino Arama's mother passed away. So they have dealt with quite a bit of they, – they've dealt with more than their share of challenges this year. And they lost back-to-back games this season for the first time in 30 years. So on one hand, there's the narrative of, oh, we should be the number one seed. On the other hand, there's a whole lot of factors that almost have them explain in a way why they, you know, went 30 and five, which is still a pretty good record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and, you know, of course, a veteran coach like him, he's going to use anything available. So if he can make them think that they're slighted by a number two seed, hey, go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what's yeah. what? What's Gamble like? I've never been there. What's that like, and uh, what do you think that uh, atmosphere is going to be like tonight? You know, I, I'm intrigued to see tonight. I was talking to Chloe Pavlik, uh, our assistant coach, who actually was a grad assistant here, and she said it's definitely going to be rocking. So they had a good crowd on Saturday when we got here, but by the time we actually pulled up to the, the pavilion, UConn was already up by 25 points, and the crowd was into it, but it kind of became that, polite applause that that polite cheering yeah by by that point (laughs) hopefully Baylor plays in such a way that it's going to be a little bit different than that tonight and you're going to get the uh you're going to get the full ire of the the UConn crowd here it's it it definitely feels a little bit older I'd say for a storied program the arena is is fairly 
nondescript, but I think what it lacks in that, you find the crowd's going to make a difference. And, and obviously, there are national championship banners and mm. Final Four banners and retired jerseys and conference champions, uh, conference champion banners over almost every square inch of the the facility. Wow. So if you have any question about who, how good they've been over the last 30 years or so, uh, there, there's plenty of reminders. Yeah, uh, men's and women's, right? Ton of banners yeah, both. for both. Yeah, yeah. both. Yeah, you look – I mean, you look at Ray Allen and Maya Moore, Diana Taurasi and Khalid el you know, They've got plenty of names over the years that, uh, that deserve spots on the wall. Man. That's great. Well, that's the atmosphere, uh, and that's, you know, the hill that, that Baylor gets to climb tonight. And Coach uh, Colin, it seems like, you know, pulls no punches saying we're the underdog, uh, we've got nothing to lose here. Well, how do you think that might work in Baylor's favor? Just, uh, you know, hey, we got nothing to lose. Let's go out and play and see what we can do. Yeah, I think that does suit this team well. And, and it's funny, John, you know, you look at this team's record. We've, we've talked about it. Baylor is 20-12. and 12. And if you said Baylor's going to finish 20-12 and 12 this year at the beginning of the season, pick which games they'll win and lose, I don't think you would have picked the way it played out, where Baylor, you know, has wins in Austin, you know, in Ames, handing Iowa State their only home loss, uh, at Kansas, at Oklahoma. And even in some of the games they've lost, they've played some of their uh, better uh, games in losses against some of those same teams. Uh, Baylor's been forged really well by a, by a schedule that has – you know, 25 of their 32 games this year against teams that are playing in the postseason. Um, 17 of those against NCAA tournament teams, counting, uh, of course, of course, Saturday. And they've been forged for that. And then I think for whatever reason, this team just responds to what you described. Going into a, a tough environment, a potentially hostile environment where the expectations are off, and then proving people wrong. You know, I think you, you look at it and wish, boy, if you could bring that effort every game, or that's, I don't want to say effort because I don't think it's an effort thing, but if, whatever that intensity is there in those games, I think if you could bottle it up all the time, Coach Nicky would certainly do that. But what you have here is a team that's about as well prepared as you can be, it would seem, for what they'll see tonight. Yeah. And what do you think it is, any, anything you can put your finger on uh, about how they have pl- played so well on the road and at neutral sites uh, you know, winning some games there that, you know, they turned around and didn't win at home. Anything you can put your finger on there? I, I wish I had an answer. I would say I don't really have a great answer, but it does seem like for whatever reason, you know, I think you look at the way this team is, uh, how this team is forming under under Coach Dickey, you know, they're, they're becoming in a lot of ways um, professionals and how they approach what other teams do. And I think you've got to learn how to do that. And maybe there's something about when you're on the road, you're just that much more focused. There's less distractions. There's less to, uh, there's less to take your eye off the ball, as it were. And we've seen some of those games where they're just locked in on the game plan, where they know what the coaches want them to do and where to be, and, and, and they execute it. And I think that's an area this program, as this year goes on and into next year, is going to continue to grow. But I think we've really seen some of their best efforts at that on the road. Yeah, really cool. Well, I hope that happens tonight. Uh, I get Is this technically a neutral site game, or is it a home game for UConn? Because, I mean, it's on their home floor, but it's the NCAA tournament. Ooh, now that's see. I don't know how they're actually going to put that yeah, in. Yeah, I don't if either. I'm completely honest, but I know. I mean, obviously, this is the first time in a while since 2013, other than the COVID year, that Baylor hasn't been at home in the first two rounds. And I mean, I think we've all always considered those 
home games, home games as far yeah. as I guess the way right. the players and coaches and broadcasters and all do. But I'm not actually sure what they do on the um, – on the, um, on, in the notes, in the game notes. Yeah, it's got to be a home game. I mean, it's your home it's floor. I mean, NCAA tournament or not, it's got to be considered a home game, I would think. Well, as I'm looking at the UConn notes, they actually have the uh, Vermont game and Baylor game capitalized as home games. So I'm you. assuming yeah. they're putting that in the win column. Yep. I got you. Yep. All right, man. Thanks for your time. Uh, it would be a huge win tonight. We'll be tuned in. Hopefully you're coming back tomorrow uh, and moving on to the Sweet 16. I hope so. Uh, this team, I think this team is uh, primed and ready to go. I was, we were all here watching last night, hoping that would be the same case for the men. But this is a, it's a tough time of year, and I'm proud of the two programs and hoping the women can carry the, uh, the torch tonight. Yeah, very good. All right, Derek, thanks very much. Have a great call tonight. Hey, you too, John. Appreciate all right. it. Thank all right, you. thanks very much. Derek Smith, he and Sophia Young-Malcolm will have the call. It's on 104.9 FM this evening. Also on the uh, terrific Varsity Network app. If you're outside our area and can't get 104.9, uh, download that free app, the Varsity Network app, and it now has all of our game broadcasts, uh, men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, softball. Uh, this time of year, all of those are available. Available on the Varsity Network app. So check that out. It's a great tool. It's a great uh, option. My dad's up in uh, Garland, and uh, he uh, has figured out the Varsity Network app and listens to the games that way. So that's where you can tune it in tonight uh, for Derek and Sophia. Television will be on ESPN Television and on the air at 7.30 with the countdown to tip off, 8 p.m. tip off. It'll be 8 p.m. on ESPN TV tonight. Thanks to Derek. We appreciate Appreciate him. Let's take a break. Be back with more in just a moment. John Morris Show.